Welcome to the Powerlifting and Power Ballads podcast, where we bring you a weekly dose of powerlifting news, tips, and training advice with a touch of 80s rock ballads. This podcast is presented by Team Roar Powerlifting, your source of the most comprehensive coaching and meet day preparation. Here are your hosts, Josh Roar and Laura Sturm. Welcome to episode 44 of Powerlifting and Power Ballads. I am one of your co-hosts, Josh Roar. And I'm Lara Sturm. Welcome, welcome. We have a cluster of a episode today, just like every day. So get ready. <laughs> the cluster. Very good. Well, um, a big, so- uh, yeah, wow, I can't speak today. It's got me discombobulated. So in big powerlifting news in the USAPL world, um, the WADA drug testing requirement with the IPF. I mean, it's, um, it seems like it's coming to a head and I feel pretty passionately about it. Like USA Powerlifting was started as the drug-free federation. And now with the water requirements that the IPF is uh, kind of shoving down our throats, if it feels like, um, it just seems like there's gonna be a split with the IPF. And I think it's, gonna happen or sounds like it's gonna happen and I am um I would hate to see USA powerlifting leave behind its roots in that way just to stay with the IPF personally I'm not even a member right now of uh, USA powerlifting you're not even a member for real I know I'm not even a member right now I'm like oh boy I guess I need to renew I just realized I was like oh you know I'm I have nothing to lose because I'm not even a member right now. I let my membership laugh die. I just haven't been um, doing anything in the pandemic. I just kind of forgot about it, truthfully. Um, but, you know, I I think any podcast that has to do with powerlifting right now, it would be like the elephant in the room not speaking about this. Yeah, and, and to a degree, it feels like beating a dead horse um, because everybody is talking about it. But, yeah, I mean, it's... <sighs> Yeah, to your point, like we can't we can't stop drug testing at every level for the IPF. I mean, I I, I agree. Um, you know, do I want to stay in the IPF personally? Yeah, I do. Like, I think they have the you know top you know the the, the true world championship competition and things like that. But you know, I will not vote i mean i shouldn't say how i'm going to vote but i'm not i'm not i'm not going to i'm not going to be be okay with staying in the ipf and that being the top priority the drug testing is the top priority um you know and being being a place that lifters at all levels can compete on a drug free platform like that's what the ADFPA was founded on and like I I genuinely believe in that and it like I, I am very passionate about both of those things like I'm very passionate about the the high level competition competing at the IPF level and very passionate about the drug free but if I have to choose one it's the drug it's the drug free like hands down there's no question there so um yeah that that's it, it, it's difficult I, I yeah, it's 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 a difficult spot to be in like, but then again, it's kind of not cause it's, you know, I don't know. It's just, it, it sucks that it has to come, come out. Right. has to happen like this, I guess. 
So if anybody is wondering what we're talking about, um, you should definitely go to the USA Powerlifting. Um, I think it's in the private group that there was a, um, there's been a lot of chatter about it. There was an excellent post by Joe Lewis talking about this, um, which has kind of made me review the whole thing again. Um, and uh, it also references a couple podcasts that have been um, highlighted in that. And, um, you know, I guess the, the whole intent behind it is so that um, IPF could be water compliant and be able to apply to get into the Olympics. But I just don't know that it's worth it. Really, it's a, every four years. And, you know, could the United States even send a team based on some of the requirements? And if they did, it would be, you know, a select level of lifters every four years. And that just doesn't seem like the right sacrifice to make. Yeah. And, and, you know, the, the question comes up, well, water compliance is a good thing. Why would you not be water compliant? Well, what, what that actually entails is, you know, 100% of your drug testing is done third party through a water accredited agency, which in the U S is USADA basically. And it's, you know, don't quote me cause I don't remember the exact numbers, but essentially the cost to do a drug test goes up like crazy, crazy amount to the point that financially, like we cannot drug test the same amount that we are currently drug testing using our, you know, our, and I'm using our labs and our officials doing the drug tests. And the reason, the reason that water requires the third party testing is because they don't want any quote unquote conflict of interest with the drug testing people. Well, the irony of that is like you don't have to do a minimum number of drug tests as long as they're third party tested. So theoretically, you know, if we did like one or two drug tests out for our 20,000 members on paper, that checks off the box. Um, in reality, what that does is that lets a whole lot of people, especially at the local level, well, really at all levels, um, not have quite the worry that they're going to be selected for drug testing because there's such a fewer amount being done or su such a lower amount being done. And, you know, as a, as, as an organization that prides itself on being drug free, testing less doesn't really fulfill that, that thought process, you know, No. and, and that's what would have to happen just from a financial standpoint. It's just not possible to drug test at the level that we currently are and still, uh, you know, not go bankrupt in six months, you know? Right. And somebody, I think on the, the thread commented, well, I guess I'll just join that other drug tested federation. And when I say drug tested, it should be in air quotes. Yeah. Because that other drug tested part of a certain federation, you know. That's another, so that's something that I've heard for a long time. That's always really just pissed me off. Um, like everybody's like, well, it's not really drug free. It's drug tested. Yeah. I mean, technically, yeah, you're going to have cheaters and that's the whole idea. Like you, the, the drug testing, you, you catch people, people that test positive clearly means it wasn't drug free because there were people testing positive, but the whole idea with testing is to, to weed out those people that are cheating so that the actual platform and people that, you know, don't get disqualified for cheating you are competing against the actual drug-free lifters. Um, and, and to your point, the, the organizations that have a drug tested division and things like that, 
I don't know a whole lot about them. I've heard stories. I, I, you know, I don't think they really care about being drug free. They just have that as a checkoff box. So people can say, Hey, I, I was, I was in a drug tested organization. They don't really, you know, again, I'm, I shouldn't speak for, you know, I guess what I don't really know, but that is what my gut tells me is that they don't, they're not super concerned about actually catching people. They just want to have the illusion or the, I shouldn't even say illusion ain't the right word. They just want to be identified as somebody that cares about drug testing. Right. And that is my feeling as well. And kind of the word on the street. And again, you're right. I, I, I've not been a member of that organization ever. And, uh, you know, I just know of antidotal evidence from others talking about it. Yeah. So, but so yeah, it, that's, you know, that's it's... the drama in the drug-free powerlifting world right now. So yeah. good podcasts out there. Uh, educate yourself, go listen to some and, of them. And the part that, the, the part that gets me is like, why like, especially in the U S there's so many different options for people to go compete where they're not drug tested. Like why, why are you trying to compete drug test, like drug free and claim that you are like, it's just, that's always bothered me. I don't get it. Like you, you, like, you know, that you're taking stuff. Don't, tr why are you trying to compete drug free? You can still there, in the U S there's so many options to go compete and not get drug tested. Why are you why are you cl claiming to be what you're not? Yeah. Are you that ashamed of it? Is it, is that what it is? Well, failing a drug test isn't going to help that, you know? Right. I don't know. Yep. There's a lot around that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. And um, yeah, big stuff in the powerlifting world. There you go. Yeah. So we should go on to some lighter topics. Yeah. Let's talk about more fun, lighter topics. <laughs> Fun things, the power ballads section of our podcast. Yes. So uh, we've been going down through our top five 80s albums. Uh, Laura and I revealed our number two album last week. This week, we are going to go through our listener number one albums. Um, and we may have to do a follow up episode to this and actually bring on some of these people to defend their lists. But for now, we're just going to go through and... Uh, and read the number one. So Ben Green says his number one 80s album is Holy Diver from Dio. Thoughts? Two thumbs up. Yeah, thumbs I agree. Up. I agree. That's one of those that's like not on my radar either. But as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh, hell yeah, that deserves to be on this list. That's a great album. Um, so yes. yeah. And Ben's caveat was if you've never heard of rainbow in the dark or never heard rainbow in the dark, I highly, highly recommend it. If you've never heard rainbow in the dark, you just, you're, 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 you're not going to enjoy this. You're not going to enjoy listening to us talk about music on this podcast. Then if you don't <laughs> yes, go away. <laughs> so we're, we're, so we're, so we're down to one listener from two. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. And then, uh, Chris Elmore, his number one is master of puppets metallica yeah so i'll be honest on this one I, I, I really like metallica i off the top of my head don't know which songs are on that album so um i'm gonna give it two thumbs up just arbitrarily because i like metallica and i'm assuming that it's not a, a garbage album 
uh, not a garbage album. Uh, no, I'm definitely sure, not. Uh, no. Yeah. So, do you know uh, any would, songs off the top of your head off on that album? You know, I would actually have to say no. I don't have like a list, but you know, that's how I am with pretty much almost every album. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of I, how I, I can't remember too. shit anyway, but I know it's an awesome album. I know I have it in my collection. Okay, um, you know what? I just pulled it up, so I'm officially I'm officially giving it two thumbs up. So here go. here are some of the songs on Master of Puppets. Um, these are the ones I'm not reading them all. These are the ones that um, that I that stand out. So battery, battery. <laughs> Don't say. Oh, I, I just made it. I just made it now. Not as good. But everyone knows the song you're talking. Yeah, about. Uh, Master of Puppets. Um, actually, those are the two. Wait a minute. Those are the two. Oh no, Welcome Home, which Sanitarium. That's the other really, really popular one. So those three, I think, are really good. Um, I'm not sure I would put that number one to be honest with you. But I, th- I like that album. Like, I- I'm going to have a hard time arguing any of these number one albums, I think, because I think everybody's number one has definitely has merit to be in a top five. Um, it's just an argument whether it be number one or not. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So moving on to Cindy Yeager. Uh, she has Prince Purple Rain. I think you all know how I feel. Amazing about that. album. Yes. Yeah. That could, that's definitely a possibility for top top number one spot yeah purple rain boy yeah that's a that's a great album um i had that obviously on my top five it was i believe i had a number five though um but that was a little bit yeah yeah you can't that that could be anywhere number one through five i think can be justified absolutely i agree stacy metcalf's number one was george michael faith Great album. I had this one. I don't know that I put it as number one. Um, yeah, just because my musical my musical tastes go towards heavier, but it is a great album. So I'm looking at this list right now. Um, I'm not a big George Michael fan. I don't dislike him, <clears throat> but looking at this album, here's a couple of the songs that stand out that are really good. Uh, Faith. Um, <clears throat> so, <clears throat> excuse me. So Father Figure is on there. And for whatever reason, I love that song. <laughs> so, you know, whatever. So hmm. it's a great and, album. I, and, I remember that one pretty well. Yeah. So, you know what? I'll give it a I'll give it a thumb and a half. <laughs> thumb and a half on the Joshua thumbometer. All right. Oh. So, Amy Pancake. I know you're going to like this one, Josh. I just clipped over to it. Sorry. Thriller, Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah. Amazing album. Amazing album. Although I might argue that on, wrong. on, the, on wrong. the wall, <laughs> off the wall, on the wall. God, I'm so bad. Can't remember shit. Um, it's a better album. Defend that statement. Defend that statement. Uh, next week. <laughs> you got to do your research. <laughs> I got to do my research. You're just going to make an arbitrary statement. Then, no, then, I then ha- go find the research to support your argument later. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I see because, because I know we're going to discuss this a little bit more. Yeah. All right. 
All right. So TBD, we'll remember to talk about that next week. Uh, Stephen Fortenberry, his number one, Megadeth, Rust in Peace. Great album. Um, Stephen Fortenberry also tends to skew towards the heavy stuff. Yep. Uh, Megadeth being pretty darn heavy, um, but that's a really good album. I, I am drawing a blank on any songs on the album at the moment. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. The internet's a great thing. The internet is a great thing. So we have, I'll just go down the list on this, on the Holy Wars, Take No Prisoners, Poison Was the Cure, Tornado of Souls, Rust in Peace, Hangar 18, Five Magics, Lucretia, Lucretia, Dawn Patrol. Uh, I'll be honest, I don't really know these songs. A little heavy for Joshua. Yeah, it, you know, and maybe I do know them. That's the thing. I'm not. I don't always know titles. Mm-hmm. I, I know songs when I hear them. So, all right. There's there's, there's a few Megadeth songs I like. None of these stand out to me though, which means I probably just haven't heard them or don't know the night the titles. Ditto. Yeah. All right, Eric Cordero he had number one as London Calling from the Clash. Yeah, great it's really album. album. It's a great album. He actually messaged me like the night, like last night, and said, "Hey, change that." I'm ha- because I kind of <laughs> because so it was released in December 1979, oh. but it was but it was released in the U.S. in January 1980. Ah, so, so I, I'd, I'd say it qualifies. I agree. I, I say it qualifies. So I told him, "No, I'm not changing it." <laughs> um, no. no. Yeah. Um, so it's a great, I think it's a great album. And, you know, by definition, it was released in 1980. So it was in the 80s, even if it was only released in the US. So I think that counts. Yeah. Um, but he, he was like agonizing about it. He's like, man, I feel guilty. Like I, 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 I copped out by doing one that was technically not 80s. Well, I think it is. I think it counts. You know, there were so many albums that I I um, had to re-listen to in making my list too. So I, I understand the agony. Yeah. You know, it's like we're gonna have to do an honorable mention um, type of. Shoot, that could go on forever. I know, it really could though. But I, I've been listening to so many that I'm like, man, I should have made my list. Oh, you know, it's hard. Yeah, it's tough. And when you're a music geek. But can't remember the name of songs. <laughs> you're a music. You're, so <laughs> you're I feel like I'm, I feel in a lot of ways like I'm a wannabe music geek. Like I, I like music a lot. I like talking about it, but I really am just not informed enough to really make mm. valid arguments and and know the the stuff. So, but that's like part of music, right? Sometimes it's just more of a gut feeling. Um, yeah. So I, I think you can be a music geek without getting too geeky. Cool. I, I okay. I'll take it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to the powerlifting situation. Boom, boom, boom. So you love the gym you train at, and you love your three training partners. All three of your training partners tell you that they want to change to a new gym, and it's going to add 45 minutes to your drive each way. Ooh, what do you do? Boy, that's a hard one. Yeah, that, that sucks. Um, I don't know what I would do. I, You know, I would... <laughs> I would probably go with the training partners because, you know, when you're training for meets and, and things like that, like you have that close net group that you 
push each other. Um, you know, I guess it depends on my relationship with the rest of the people at the gym. That's the other thing. Like if you're at the gym and you love the gym because of the equipment or because of, you know, the music they play and the only people you really know, there are the three training partners, then it's a no brainer. You go with your training partners. If you have a, well, go ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to say, uh, I don't know. Cause the whole thing sometimes is like kind of the convenience factor and it, and if you're training three or four times a week, 45 minutes each way, boy, I, I think I'd be like, well, guys, it's I'm been gonna, fun. Yeah. Or I'd have to split my training time and be like, I'm going to train with you once a week and then enjoy the time we're training once a week. But then the other times, no. Yeah. Yeah. There's no really either way on this in a lot of ways this feels like the ipf thing like there's both answers have a bad kind of have a a, a downside to it mm. you know bittersweet yeah um but yeah i think i think for me you know 45 minute drive each way really sucks well that's adding 45 minutes so who knows how long you were driving before but i think you know, if you're really trying to train at that high level, like you got to have your, your training partners, I think. And that's probably the route I would go. Um, but honestly, I don't know. I might drive the first day and be like, you know what? Screw this. I'm not driving 45 minutes extra each way. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. There's that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now that I live out in the country, you know, it's 45 minutes to anything and yeah. you can listen to a great podcast while you do that. Yeah, it's true. Or two, or, you know, or even, or even, uh, listen to the power lifting and power ballads podcast. <laughs> I, I was actually refer referring to this podcast, uh, but without actually saying it. And now you're <laughs> nice. That was, that was funny. That's good. Oh man. All right. Our new lifter tip for the week. Um, we've kind of already mentioned this in different ways before, but it's kind of come up again. Um, just in conversation with some people, uh, if you want to start competing in powerlifting, but feel you aren't strong enough, you are strong enough, period, end of conversation. In capitals, you are strong enough. Yep. So get into a meet, like, just do it. Like I, we say this almost like every other week to some degree, but just, just freaking do it, man. You won't. Regret I, it. I agree. Um, I've gotten so many, um, you know, as athletes rep back in the day, I got so many emails saying, you know, this is what I can, this is what I've done in the gym, blah, 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 blah. What, at what, you know, total should I be at, you know, to start competing? Yeah. And I'd be like that one. Yeah. That, that's perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Get in. What total do you need? Zero. You need a zero total. Well, technically that's yet? not let's true. Go. Oh yeah. 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 I get you. I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. So make one let's, you know, let's go. Um, it's always, the right time to yep. start it's the right time what's that song no no, no i don't know but oh yeah no sense. no singing but i'm trying no to singing. remember what the, yeah anyway well i'll figure that out for next time too. <laughs> there you go we'll, we'll, we'll go there for next time all, all right. right make sure to follow us on facebook and dm us at power i'm sorry pl ballads podcast email us at pl ballads podcast at gmail.com Make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast app, like us, give us a rating, 
Um, we need our two listeners, our listeners, both of them, yeah, to go up to like three or four. Hey, funny thing, funny thing. We actually, I've been looking at some of the demographics or the statistics on our thing, and we actually have a whole lot of international people that that listen. I'll have to get the numbers. I'll get the numbers for next week. And we are they Nigerian them. princes? <laughs> well, I. <laughs> are they bots? <laughs> Do we have a? Why? I'm what's not a robot. That? Check. <laughs> what's wrong with that? Hey, whatever, whatever it does, whatever it takes to get popular, I guess. Yeah. There you go. Um, and if anybody would like to see a certain um, guest, you know, let us know who we should get on this podcast. We need to, we need to get some guests again. It's a little bit trickier now because we're, um, we are recording during the week at a random time. And uh, that might be a little bit harder to get guests, but maybe not. Maybe we need to do that. Because, yeah. you know, Josh and I are pretty exciting, but it might be nice to get some other people in. I'm pretty exciting. <laughs> yes. We'll have to talk about Josh's chickens soon. Oh, God. Yes. Damn chickens. Damn chickens. There you go. All right. On that note, we're out of here. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll catch you next time. Later. Bye now. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode of the Powerlifting and Power Ballads podcast, please remember to subscribe and share it with your friends.